Welcome to episode 102 of the 2 on 3 podcast where we're back this week in a 3 on 1 as we welcome in our resident Star Wars third wheel Matt. If you had a MacGuffin Matt, where would we find it? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say be with me. Be with me. But uh, you can find me relentlessly tweeting about the Rose Bowl at Reasons Are. Pass. <laughs> uh, I'm Ty, and you can find me complaining about Star Wars complainers at SCATJK. I like and that. And with me, with us, rather, of course, is Chris. Where are you complaining about your ruined childhood, Chris? At CD Villasenor on the Twitter. And, um, you know, maybe not so ruined, but as I was sitting in the theater watching Star Wars with my son, recalling that when I was seven years old sitting in a theater, um, it was actually kind of uh, it was actually kind of a nice moment. Nice, nice. Because I got to tell you, when you invited me to come on, I was a little nervous that it was going to be the usual V shits on it, I support it, and ties in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it may yet become that. <laughs> okay, you don't know. It's true. All right. Well, it's been a little while, but you know you can interact with the show on Twitter at two on three pod or hit us up via email at Holla. Holla. at two on three pod dot com. You know how much we love to hear from you. You know I should probably check the email. I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> that would be useful. I bet there's nothing in it. And there's you know, just bills. I hope right? that there's one person who keeps emailing you and then has just gotten so irate and quit the show. <laughs> Why won't These you guys. answer me, you bastards? <laughs> I listen to your show every week and you never answer my email. <laughs> it's just table stakes. If you really want to get us, you know where you'd find us. That's right. We're, we're overly online as it is. Well, in case you haven't figured it out yet, we're going along on episode 9 tonight, and while we're not going to intentionally spoil the movie, if you care to retain the surprises as they are, now would be a good time to turn this off. Shit's been out for a month. If you cared, you'd have gone. That's why we waited. We're going to go deep. <laughs> it also takes me a month to see a new movie, though. Well. Is this fresh for you? Did you just see it? No, it's been 10 days, maybe. Hmm, okay. You'll probably get a lot more out of this episode once you've seen the latest installment at any rate. Speaking to the listeners, that is. It's a standard two-on-three-pod breakdown where we'll, we'll, where we'll share what works. A lot of W's. We'll talk about problems, and then we'll make it better, or at least get the odds and ends cleaned up. Beyond the buzzer, we'll pause for a extra-large helping of Dejawa before heading to the OT for some binge-worthy recommendations and recriminations. Before we jump into The Rise of Skywalker, I wanted to ask you guys, Matt, specifically, seeing as how we did a Star Wars merch segment only five short episodes ago, did either of you get any fun Star Wars-related gifts for the holidays? I, I did not, because I really don't get presents for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you we, care to elaborate? <laughs> my family is Jewish, as you know. No, we actually... Um, we just uh, we we're focused so much on the kids and giving gifts to other people. So you know, usually what we do every year is we come up with something we need to buy. We're very utilitarian over here, mm -hmm. and we just kind of pool our money toward that. So I'm like, you know, if my dad's like, oh, what do you you know, what do you guys want? It's like, just give me a gift card or money towards something, and then we'll just buy. So this year we need to replace the piece of shit computer that I'm currently using right now to do this podcast. So uh, so everybody kind of gave us some money for that. So I did not receive anything Star Wars related at all. Okay, Chris. No, I'm in the same boat as uh, Matt. The uh, I got a, I sort of got a mega birthday gift. That's going to be my my gift for every occasion from now until 2025. <laughs> well, don't keep us in suspense. Well, I mean, I did. I got a one of those full blown massage chairs, not like the crappy one, like the Cadillac. Oh, yeah. 
Like and the kind with the person inside? The kind, <laughs> the kind, the kind with the twelve-year-old Vietnamese girl inside that oh, actually God. gives you a massage. I mean, you'd be, you be shocked how cheap you can get them. Still expensive. Oh my God! Oh my God! But 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 affordable if you save your money. <laughs> Making you know, Ty so uncomfortable right it's now. It's one thing to create it, to to make an allusion to something. It's a whole other thing when someone explicitly states. <laughs> About the slave labor they're employing in their house. You know what? We'll talk about droids in just a minute. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Hey, Lando Calrissian banged a droid. It's true. You know. Well, he definitely got a hand job. <laughs> oh, I think he got a lot of those. Right. Tomato, tomato is what right. I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, Shoot a little more oil in there, L3. Uh, well, I ask because I got a number of Star Wars related gifts this See, year. See, that's what happened. You, you, you sent it out there and people just responded with, with C3PO crotch tape. Oh, did you get the crotch the tape? I would have, I, I would have loved to get the crotch tape. I did oh, not man. get the crotch tape. Um, I did, however, get the Lego Death Star that's prominently featured in that Spider-Man movie. Whoa! Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Man, how many pieces is that? It was like I think it's 4,200 pieces. Oh my god! It was a fifteen-hour build. Wow! Wow! Did you have help, or did you do it all solo? Help. <laughs> Quite, Our oldest daughter is seven. She builds the figs and finds me pieces. There you go. And really, it's... I, I don't know that I would accept help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell my wife, you're going to get us Legos. You need to get me something, and then they can, like, build an X-Wing or something, like, separately. <laughs> yeah, Legos are tough because the sets are amazing. It's obviously a bit of a... a I mean, the, the pricing is ridiculous, but... The sets are awesome, but then, like, when I was a kid and we had Legos, you would make it, and it would be this that thing for about 12 hours, and then you would destroy it, and we would make our own stuff. And I feel like today, or maybe at least my kids and their friends, they don't do as much creative building. They just they build the thing that they're supposed to build, and then they play with that. It's like yeah, the part of the fun of the Legos is that you got to make your own stuff. One of the things, actually, I got, too, was a Lego book that is essentially a we created this from scratch. You should build these things. Nice. Like take all your random Legos and build this stuff. So that'll be fun to do with the kids at some point. <laughs> but it ain't going <laughs> to be wrecking. Ain't going to be wrecking the Death Star for those pieces. I'll tell you that much. God, right no. now. That's correct. <laughs> we'll probably stand together. You could That's recreate the downed Death Star and then use the extra parts for other stuff. Side, I, side Lego sidebar. Yeah. I got my kids the, uh, the Voltron. The five, the five lion Voltron that converts into Voltron, and then you can wow. separate it and make it five lions. And it's Legos? Yes. Oh, my God. And I made them build it, and then I took it. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. That's mine thank you. Thank you, for the, thank you for the Voltron Lego set. Now get yourself one, you jerks. I'm out of here. I just gathered it up and took and waltzed my Voltron right out of the room. Woo, You're going to find that massage chair knifed to death from someday. <laughs> How's your back, Dad? Yeah, how's it now? <laughs> it's bad. All right, well, you guys ready to get into it? Yeah. Y'all. Let's do it. All right, so we always like to start on a positive note, and so I'm going to start with what works. I, I'll throw something out there. It's always good to see our man Richard E. Grant make an appearance. I was excited yeah. right off the bat. He was Richard, good. Richard Go Grant is the like one a two-on-three favorite. He is. <laughs> You know, this is, I don't want to. I don't want to lead. I don't want to. I don't want to lead us down a path right now. But he should have been here the whole time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like seeing him was like, well, what the fuck are we doing the last two movies when we could have got Richard E. Grant? Right. Because anyway. he's obviously been around for this whole thing. So you wonder where he was. Why right. wasn't he used more? Right. Thank he has you. some kind of relationship with Snoke already. Exactly. With, with the with the Emperor. 
I mean, he's like he's he's down with it. He's uh, he's he was a bit perfect. Sorry, we had to wait two and a half, two two plus movies to get to him. Star yeah. Wars does have a tendency of coming up with good actors or roles for good actors, and then just that's it, one one shot and done. It's like, well, that was yeah. kind of a waste. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I felt like so I went in with the with the the thought I was going to enjoy it. Okay. Like I went right in. I was like, I'm going to enjoy this no matter what happens. And um, but I was pleasantly surprised that I didn't have to stretch myself. I felt like it was the this is the cinematic version of the, that scene in Apollo 13 where they dump all the parts on the table for Gary Sinise and they say we need to make you to make a fucking Filter. carbon carbon dioxide scrubber for the people up there. Mm-hmm. And then he makes one and it works and it and great. And but that's how I felt about it. Is like we've we've got two movies worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's just dump this shit on the table and like let's find a way to get to the end of this in a way that makes us feel good. And and I think they did it. Yeah, I was going to say once once we get to the the problems, um, <laughs> that is certainly one that was over hanging over this whole saga. There well the trilogy, but uh, but in particular this movie is just the, the the lack of cohesiveness. So I think they still did a good job and made it interesting. And I I just thought. It was pretty action-packed. It was just, it was fun from start to finish. It, w- it felt very rushed. Um, and like you said, it felt like about a movie and a half jammed into one, uh, maybe more. But overall, it hit so many, um, there were a lot of rewards, a lot of payoffs, and the, some of those action sequences were just amazing. So overall, I thought they did a really good job. I, I mean, it was not a great movie, but I thought it was a good movie. So I think your Star Wars experience is, I mean, this is true for every movie, of course, but specifically with Star Wars because people are so attached and invested in it. It's so largely dependent. The way you feel about coming out of it is so dependent on how you felt about it going in, like what your expectations were. Like when I see the complaining, I see a lot of like, you know, especially about um, The Last Jedi. Well, we never, you know, you never really got to see Luke kick ass. And it's like, well, I'm sorry that they didn't make any movies in the intervening period that featured Luke. And, like, there wasn't really an opportunity for him to kick ass as a Jedi. And people were just upset that he didn't sort of come through. And the way he did come through in The Last Jedi was hokey. You know, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't love it. Right. Um, especially because it's one of the weaker scenes in the movies. And I, I also understand why people are up in arms about what we saw in this most recent movie because they introduced new concepts, particularly force usage that we've never seen on film. But force usage that we have seen throughout the property in many other uh, you know, offshoots, whether it's cartoons or video games or whatever, we've seen a lot of the stuff we had in the movie somewhere else. Right. So I felt like that was kind of a specific thing that JJ seemed to try to incorporate into the movie, which is this idea that, Hey, the universe is bigger than these films. I'm going to try to grab some of that and bring it into the movie. And for the most part, it it was rushed because he added so many new things, but it wasn't unearned. Like, it's not like it was totally foreign to the property that force healing, obviously, you know, right off the bat, I kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, Oh, okay. So she can just do this now. Right. Yeah. But the, uh, the JJ, the JJ energy came through. Mm-hmm. where it doesn't come through in last Jedi, right? The energy is completely different in last Jedi. And I watched last Jedi again. Well, for the most part, I watched it cause I didn't finish it the last time I tried to watch it, but the energy is so different. Like, you know, force awakens has this great energy. Rise of Skywalker has this great energy and the energy for, uh, last Jedi is so different. It's, it's off putting. Like it looks different. It's not as bright. It doesn't have the way that the way that the dialogue is delivered. I mean, you can obviously tell it was made by someone else, mm-hmm. 
and and JJ brings a little more of that sort of upbeat. He puts the fun into it. And that, I think that's what it comes down to. Is the Last Jedi just isn't any fun. Well, he does. I think a lot of people claim that JJ just you know borrows and steals and takes things that are there and just remakes them. But I think the the flip side of that is he understands the feel and concept of a story or its origins and is able to recreate that feeling. Because the first, I think I've said this before, but the first scene of The Force Awakens, I immediately felt like I was right back in the Star Wars that I grew up with. Uh-huh. Like he, it had that same feel to it and vibe. Whereas with Ryan Johnson, it did not feel that way. And I think he's a good filmmaker. I just think he should not have been involved in this trilogy. He should have had his own story to tell. Yeah. And so you get you end up with this just disjointed kind of mess. But I, I do think that J.J. brings it back pretty well. And, and I think he pays people off for coming to see it because for those of us who grew up with it, it's a great ending. It's a great way to wrap it up, I thought. Sure. Um, another plus for me is I think Daisy Ridley is so stinking good in this movie. Mm-hmm. She's pretty good. She's really a good actress. And we'll see, what, we'll see what she does later on, but I thought she was terrific and a, a real standout performance because she has to carry the whole thing. Her face is in nearly every frame of this movie, and, and, and she's awesome all the and, time. And she does lots of cool shit, her character. I mean, yeah. she does, you, you were talking about the different things that maybe we haven't seen with the Force or whatever. It, you know, she, well, she has like the arm wrestling, you know, starship match with Kylo, which is pretty awesome. And then shoots, <laughs> shoots uh, stuff out of her hands, which, you know, of course, that's your first tip that, oh, maybe we know where this lineage thing is going. Right. Um, she, uh, obviously the healing, she does that, uh, you know, in the end scene, when you skip to the end and, and she's up against uh, those Sith guards or whatever, and they're shooting, she's like catching shit and firing them back at them. I mean, she's yeah. doing awesome stuff this whole movie. It's pretty cool. I really like that part of the movie too. The, the evolution of the force usage, the fact that you can go beyond what we've seen in the past, this idea that like that whatever Yoda was doing was the pinnacle of any possible force usage totally. in the past. That Why does it have to be the way it is, right? Just because mm-hmm. you've accepted that as the, if you're, if you can't possibly be better than Yoda. I mean, if you watch these movies, it doesn't really seem like it takes a lot of effort if you're naturally gifted to kind of get good at this. Like it, so it's midichlorians. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. But no, but Yoda, yes, you're right. Yoda was blind as shit anyway. He wasn't the, the you know, the be-all, end-all. So, yeah. yeah, of course, things evolve. People, you know, discover different ways to use to use that power. So I, I'm totally fine with the stuff they did. I certainly in Last Jedi was a little bit eh by the, by the, the spacewalk that uh, Leia did. That was kind of, but it was less about, oh, you can do that with the force. It was more about, it just kind of looked weird and kind of, it just didn't work for me. Well, we talked about this when we went over that movie and, and I yeah. just, there were so many ways to do that. Like she just give her the Sue storm shield, let her shield up. I would have accepted that much more than you sort of got sucked to your death outside already. And then <laughs> right. magnetized yep. your way back in, <laughs> worked it, worked it out. A couple of things. So you mentioned, um, JJ rebuilding something. I, he's really good about understanding what needs to get into the movie. Like we got a speeder chase. You need to have a speeder chase. <laughs> I need that. It. They got to have it. You need to be um, on a desert planet at some point. Sure. Yeah, you have I, to. I actually really enjoyed what seemed to be some aggressive trolling for the people who were like, what about the Knights of Ren? Because he kept <laughs> showing you them with his ominous music. It's super dramatic shots. And then they did nothing. You mean the, back, the, the Backstreet Boys video? <laughs> as soon as, they, it, like the third time it happened, I was like, oh, this is so intentional. He's being so rude to those people. <laughs> <laughs> that hovering shot with like the helicopter or drone. Yeah, with when they're up t- on, the, on the plateau. I was waiting yeah. for it to be like, like, I want it. That. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Right. Yeah, and it just was, cuts away. Nothing yeah. happens. It's great. It was, like a, it was like a Bon Jovi video. That If we're going to slightly detour there. Yeah, it's like, why would you land your spaceship there? 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. And get out. Like, oh, shit, we're 50 feet above the floor. Can we okay, Can we get back on the ship and then fly yeah. down to the bottom? Well, haven't That'd you ever played an open world video game? Like, you got to get up there and see what's around so you know where to go. They just dump you. All right, back to, back to, the, to, back to my good list. Okay. Even in a helmet that's made to house her ponytail, Carrie Russell is the hottest chick in the galaxy. <laughs> I was very happy to see Carrie Russell show up. I was excited when she was cast. I would love to have seen that character more. Um, I mean, they just use her kind of as a, in a bit role, but I thought she was great. Yeah, she's got she's got a helmet that's made for her ponytail, which is hilarious. It is pretty first cool. of all, and, and, and her rapport with uh, with Poe is great. Even in a helmet, she's completely hot. Yeah. Wow, I'm gonna save my comments for the next section because I hated that character. And oh, everything about all it. right, dude, Damn. doesn't like uh, Zori. I did want to mention though, we got our fir- our best ever blaster fight, like in the halls of a spaceship, like that was amazing and that was the moment where i started to realize like i feel like jj has reached into the star wars video games and to some extent tried to adapt them backwards into the films like that whole sequence where they're running through the halls of the ship mm-hmm. having a blaster fight was straight out of uh, you know one of the first person shooter star wars games it felt like a video game they're almost like an adaptation of a video game that doesn't yet exist it's like you're going to get that that scene or that or that, that stage that level is going to be in the, uh, the yeah. video game it's, adaptation. it's a cross-pollination i mean obviously the way they shoot action today is completely different than the way they shot action in 1977 1980 right. and 1983 i mean there's just there's a huge evolution in how we expect to see action done in in yeah. in, in, in in movies and yes he when you incorporate that like modern approach to action into Star Wars, it gets awesome. It gets yeah. awesome very quickly. Yes, because they've always been good at that. Even in the original movies, having just rewatched the original trilogy very recently, um, you forget how little of the um, like the the Death Star bombing run and the the dog fighting is actually you don't get to see hardly any of it. It's almost all one shots of dudes in the cockpit talking to each other. Well, and isn't it also everything? Everybody's flying away. They couldn't Most do it time. where you came at the same. They, there was a trick where they couldn't do it where you're coming at them, and so they they ended up adding that into some of the retouch stuff later. Yeah, okay. so, I mean that's just that's just the technology moves us forward. Like to make laser shots, everyone had to stand like perfectly still. <laughs> All right, now add the laser shot, and then like you know everyone stand still. We're gonna animate that later. You know, so the, so obviously they they can do so much more now. Well, um, and then I mean, obviously Vader moves like Robert De Niro and the Irishman <laughs> in those movies. It's just like, well, uh, what's going? So you're wait a minute. I get you can use the force, but when it comes to the sword fighting, it seems like you suck. Are you knocking <laughs> David Prowse? Yeah. Uh, Again, no. It's probably the fact that both of those guys like didn't get any training, and you no. know, Alec Guinness was 437 years old. So totally. But the uh, oh, here's here's a here's another one on my good list: the early discounting of the Holdo maneuver. Did oh yeah, they just shat right on that. That was they one sh- in a million. <laughs> they, they, sh- they shat on that in the, right off the bat, which made me laugh, and then it made me realize toward the end of the movie. And this is on my bad list. I'll just I'll just give it to you now that fucking Dominic Monaghan has too many lines in this movie. Oh, he, why is he even in the movie? Yeah. Agreed. Was like, just because people the- got mad about Rose Tico. They should have right. given all his like, lines to Rose. Right. Yeah. Shut. Why are you here? Shut up. Go away. I don't know. Okay. Favor, so. buddy. But good buddy special. He's but a JJ I love, buddy. I, love, I know he is. It's not Leia's boat. <laughs> but I love but I love <laughs> nice. the but I love the fact that he's like, why don't we just use the whole oh shut up. <laughs> shut <laughs> Eat shit, dude. <laughs> we're not gonna repeat that. Come I mean, on. Come on. We're already we're already we're already past that. Um another part of my good list, okay. the the um the evolution of 
Kylo Ren into Han Solo. And it happens like little by little. The first time you see it is, so Hux is like, they, they're walking on to the, the destroyer and Hux starts talking and he gives him the Han finger to shut him up. Yeah. You notice that? Yep. And then there's a couple of more Han things. And then by the end of the movie, he's like blaster in hand, Han soloing, not looking, shooting dudes down. Yep. Runs like, I, he must have trained to run like Harrison Ford because he runs just like Harrison Ford. Well, and the, really, and the it's little really like, funny. And when the the Backstreet Boys surround him, and he gives kind of a little like, hmm? yeah, okay, he gives the little <laughs> he gives the little hand, yeah, he gives the he gives the he gives the Han Solo what's up with his yeah, hands out, yeah, exactly. So the, I like the fact that once there's that slow move from Kylo to Ben, and when he becomes Ben Solo, he like totally takes on all of Harrison Ford's mannerisms, which I think was a really sweet move. Well, he first he he switches to casual wear which i thought was cool you got like a sweater <laughs> all his clothes changed but the one thing i was going to ask you about is that redemption story in general because i think a lot of people expected that coming in is he going to have some sort of redemption and yeah. so i wondered how you felt about it especially the scene with you know where he's fighting ray uh on the death star and you know then leia obviously dms him and and, and he gets you know impaled and then i'm sorry these spoilers you said the spoilers at the top yeah. and uh and then you hear Han come in. Did you expect to see Han Solo? Because I did not expect to see him in this movie. And when he goes, hey, kid, it, like it started to get me. I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm going to cry. This is going to be tough. <laughs> I'm going to cry during this scene, which I may or may not have. Well, he says, um, he's talking yeah. to him. And when Ben says, dad, and he says, I know. First of all, yeah. that's great. But also, it made me feel like it was a Costner moment from Field of Dreams. Like, dad, yeah. you want to have a catch? It was like yes. that same exact thing. So the second that scene started... I, I, you know how you just feel your eyes start going? You're like, uh-oh. Yeah. Look look up above or beyond the horizon a little bit. <laughs> stare into your... Stare into the crying, man. Don't accept just, the tears. <laughs> do it. Just cry. Um, I thought... I thought... Um, I thought that character... Uh, did he deserve it? Maybe not, but I think... I right. love the fact that it happened. Yeah. And, and again, I think this is the whole... Now, see, I know why... In the late 70s, early 80s, George Lucas had to make shit up as he went because they didn't know they were going to get to make a bunch of movies. Like he made a Star Wars movie and then, uh-huh. and then I think they got halfway through doing Empire and they said, you know, it would be better if you know, Darth Vader was Luke's dad. It's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, you're absolutely right. And so they, they do that, right? And they, so they make it up as they go along. What is the excuse of making this up as you go along? Like in this day and age, you have everything you need. I mean... The plotting, that's the frustrating part is working back because I think we get great endings, uh-huh. but then you look back and you're like, God, you know, they, sh- they really did that character disservice by not, by not laying the groundwork much better for this redemption because he needed it and, and Adam Driver paid it off. I think he was, I thought he was terrific. I think it's much harder to accept that kind of approach in 2019 too, where you see stories that have a completed like arc executed extremely well now, like in mm-hmm. television, right? Where it's like, this person had a story to tell and then they told it over this period of time. And it was awesome because they had a plan from the beginning. Right. So and it's much harder to expect, except we're going to, we're going to, we're going to hit this in the overtime. But if anybody watched Watchmen, that is like 10 hours of beautifully plotted storytelling. Star Wars is about 10 hours long. You can't, you can't tell me that if you just told the story right. end to end and then cut it in and then, and then cut it into three movies, you couldn't make a, a satisfying, a really tremendous, you know, story. 
um, it's that that part's a little frustrating when you work back from the from what I consider good endings. Yeah. Um, just like you guys should have known this. You guys should have. You guys should have prepared for this a long time ago. It should have been in the can. Well, that sounds like a reasonable as reasonable a transition to problems as anything. But before we get there, I do want to mention one last thing. And Matt, you already talked about the fact that the force. Uh, arm wrestling match that goes on early is is good and it doesn't seem like it should be and i think that's what makes it really good is because the longer i sat there and watched it it was well executed because we've never seen it before it was mm-hmm. cool um the the payoff was cool with the the force lightning uh but then i started laughing about how what that had to look like on the sound stage with them oh, standing yeah. there like grunting with their hands in the air like <laughs> can you imagine trying to act that that's and acting the, the, that's the fact, professionals right the fact that i bought it Tells me that like that's how good it was, but uh, so as we transition into problems, let's say that the with that said, the Chewy death fake out was both traumatic and total bullshit. Right. Well, the, <laughs> so the second the second it happened. Well, let's go. Let's go to segment two. Okay. All right. Problems. The second it happened, you were saying. The second it happened, I thought two things. One was there's no way he's dead, and I think I sort of in the back of my mind remember there being a second ship. And my second thought, and I swear, I swear to God, V was. If Chewie's dead, V's going to walk out of the theater. He's going to be so fucking pissed off. He's not going to stand for this. You can't kill. There's two rules here. You can't kill Chewie, can't kill the Falcon. If you do either of those things, you're in deep trouble. Right. That's absolutely right. And they did the same thing. So they did this. They pulled your heartstrings and they gave it. Then they sort of deked you. They did the same thing with C-3PO. Like, he's like, he has his death scene. Like, I just want to look at all my friends. Right. And then... 15 minutes later, he's got the backup from, you know, it's like, you know, they could have just been friends again and started anew. I think that would have been like, like, you know, why couldn't C-3PO just be a protocol droid again and meet R2 for the first time and R2 been, you know, a caring friend and just sort of took him by the hand and like let him, let him around. But they, they had to give him the backup. I don't know that, that part again, it's a, it's a good scene, but, but it devalues Right. They devalue that the power of that scene 15, 20 minutes later. No matter what, just has C three PO on the pl- on the the ship that crashes, and then he could have just died, and then that would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> is it a Sorry. good scene? I think it is. If he stays, if it's a good scene, if C three PO has to sacrifice his entire memory and never get it back just so they can win. Yeah, but at no point is he like, actually, you're right. I'll do it. I mean, he starts to be like, okay, I guess I accept my fate, mm-hmm. but. This is really, so I've been like creeping toward, I've for a long time had a problem with the way that droids are treated. I mean, obviously it's, <laughs> it's, it's right in the first movie with, Hey, we don't serve your kind here. Like what right. the fuck? It's a robot. What are you, what are you <laughs> settle down guy. But, uh, why do they need to be in the bar? Get him the fuck out. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Star but, Wars is essentially just a vehicle for three generations of Star Wars to bully C-3PO. I mean, that's just essentially the whole point of the, the, that's well, the whole point of the story. He's whinging the whole time. It's just, yeah, but you I'm do super something. uncomfortable with it because, like, okay, so the droids are sentient. More progressive people who treat them like equals, like Lando in, in, uh, without three. <laughs> Maybe sure. a little too equal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but also, like, there's a part where Poe and Ray are just like, eh, sorry about your brain, 3PO. We're just kidding. We got no choice. And he's functionally a slave. So he's just like, oh, I don't want to do that. But okay. I, I mean, I just, I, I've started to become very uncomfortable with the politics of human cyborg relations. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're machines. We care about them. But they're them. sentient. Mm, 
Yeah, okay. I don't you ever notice sure. that 3PO like shit talks R2 all the time? Oh, That's yeah. That's the they, thing. Yeah. So he should be shat on himself. R2 never says a fucking word. Yeah, well, R2, R2 curses a lot. I, 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 have, I have this theory that half the words that come out of R2's mouth are like curse words, <laughs> which makes watching Star Wars a lot funnier. <laughs> if, you, if you just imagine like half the words that half of those bleeps and bloops are right. actually like, fuck you shit, man. Like, you know, all those kind of things. It'd be great. I mean, seriously. <laughs> It makes it, right. it makes it for better. It makes for better. Uh, better, uh, better. I have some stuff. other questions about, yeah, right. um, and I meant to look this up. Well, I'll come back to the hold on. So hyperspace skipping. I liked it. It was cool looking. It was cool. Just but don't, don't get caught up in the science. Don't get caught up in the science. No, but this couldn't they not track thing. through hyperspace as recently as the very last movie? Right. No, this is that that part doesn't work. But it was a it was a it was an opportunity to showcase a lot of the places they had been already. Fine. It was a place for it was it was it was a it was a plot mechanism and I sort of and then they pay it off at the end of that thing was like, it's on fire the whole thing's on fire <laughs> <laughs> which made me laugh <laughs> the whole thing's on fire apparently they had like two or three other jumps that they cut yeah that were yeah so but I I loved it. I mean it it's it it didn't mean much in the end but I enjoyed the scene visually it was pretty sweet I had a bad taste in my mouth right off the bat with it. I was oh like, okay. I mean, we've spent all this time in these other movies talking about how careful you have to be. I guess it's been thirty years. Maybe you don't have to be as careful. I don't know. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, we have to have a we have to have a we have to have a Millennium Falcon in tight spaces scene, like tight quarters. So we you got to put him in the iceberg. Sure. And then, the only the only part I didn't like about it was this is the last one, maybe forever. That was kind of a dumb line. But other than that, it was fine. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I really didn't like Poe in this movie in general. Okay. Um, I enjoyed his character in the first couple of movies. Actually, a lot of people complained about in the second movie. I, I the thing, only problem I have is they never read him in, which is the source of all the trouble. Like, just right. if he's that important to your operation, read him in. Which right. is the other the other thing is that that Last Jedi is so bad that it completely stunts his character arc. So. Anyway, I sort of forgave it. I just said, "Let's okay, let's make it okay." He's a former pirate. <laughs> we needed this. I like that. Know, part. We needed to know Drug this runner, earlier. Man. We yeah. needed to know this earlier. Yes. I mean, these are these are things that is like, oh, you know, it, you know, let's let's give him a backstory. He should be a former spice runner. Like, okay, that's a great. It's like, well, where the hell was that? Well, I did think of... it was funny the response though. You were a stormtrooper. You were a scavenger. We could do this all day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I that like I like the they let they let oscar isaacs do a little more so the poe from the first movie that's like a smart ass mm-hmm. you know in the in the face of kylo ren that first i was like is this the part where i start talking do you mm-hmm. talk yeah. now mm-hmm. can I you like hear me fa- can you hear yeah, me which yeah. which i think flops doing like doing your mama jokes to Hux in in uh in last jedi and then i think they the, they bring back his personality again and i think it works this time around much much more you know you knew Hux was going to be a spy didn't you that's the a, second they said spy, I was like, Hux. That's a, that, right. And that's also a poor way for him to go out, too. He just goes out like a bitch. You know what's so, so funny? bad. It's you know what's so, so funny? bad. So I saw this movie twice. Once was by myself, like late night showing. And uh-huh. I'm walking out like it's like 1.30. Yeah, I was jerking it. I walk out at 1.30. And there's only like six people in the theater with me. As I'm walking out, I hear this gal say, uh, what'd she say? She's like, I mean, 
Hux deserved it, but what the fuck? I was like, that's that's what you took out of the theater? You just watched that movie and you're like mad about how Hux went out? Come on. She's, it was unearned. It was a problem. It's on my list of problems. It's not that big of a problem. I don't know. Not to mention your boy Grant gets to knock him off, so it works out. Shows how tough he is. Yeah, well, I mean, I knew it wasn't... It was The spy was either going to be Grant or not. Like, I, There was only two options, right? He was either going to be the loyalist or the spy. Uh, once mm-hmm. I saw a recognizable actor suddenly show up in the ranks of the officers. Right, yeah. Um, but the Huck's turn was really unearned in a way that like, I, again, I think that that's something that is really cool and a, a, a great plot point if you have it planned from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. this is the problem with the whole concept, what I said from the start. It's just you don't, when you try to, when you set out, I don't want to rip Kathleen Kennedy here, but when you set out and say, I'm going to do, you know, from start to finish, have three different filmmakers make this, you know, tight three, you know, three part trilogy to wrap up this huge mega you know, saga, you just set it up for disaster. Because even if they all do it well, those three all have to be in lockstep or else the whole thing crumbles. And it seems like as much as they got like producer, you know, credits on each other's films or whatever, it it looked like they didn't even talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's how that's, that is the biggest problem. And Hux, like I said, he, he just goes out badly and he and his motivation was i hate kylo ren it's like he gets a mean girl like he's like he's like he gets this this school this like this school bully rivalry with kylo ren and that's why he's completely betrayed the first order who he was totally the guy who was down with the first order who maybe who was first in command of the first order for a long time then he got knocked down a peg he's Uh, bitter a lot of spite go ahead well, we talked about those bridge books that I know you haven't read, Chris, but yeah. there is Hux is the son of like the mass, like the, the imperial military loyalist who sort of sees through the Battle of Jakku and the out and the, the aftermath. So his loyalty to the empire, to the emperor should actually be he's the one that should have had the secret relationship with Palpatine. That should you should have had some sort of worked out like where Palpatine was doubting kylo because he could like see the light in him or so there was a way to do this again if you had had it planned that that holds that continuity through the rest of the story and makes a lot more sense now granted that's that's just for people like me who've read those dorky books but it really was lame outcome for his character and as someone who's like a screaming baby i I wanted better for him (laughs) right right i want Speaking of screaming babies, I want a supercut of Finn yelling someone's name. Oh, that was the worst part. <laughs> Ray, Bo. Also, he never told he just, her what he that just, he had a some, he, just, he has a crush on her. No, he he never told her that he feels the force. He's force sensitive. Oh, I think that's what it was. He's, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And again, I think that is a I think that is a convenient way to say that. Okay, this is what happened. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I I don't think they planned this. I think they came up with this later <laughs> sure. in that. He turned, he, he couldn't pull the trigger because, because he wasn't, it wasn't a, I'm a, you know, an objector or like my training's poor. Like the force, the force moved me to do it. Uh-huh. Now that's a great thing. It really is. But it's, it's also a, it also seems convenient here at the, here in the third movie to, to, for Finn to start feeling the force. Yes. In well, they kind of faked you out a little bit in The Force Awakens and the build up to that because he's holding the lightsaber, et cetera. Uh-huh. So you think maybe he's the one who's going to be, the, you know, the Jedi going in. Mm-hmm. But there's there's moments throughout that kind of allude to that. And I guess I guess something I saw was that apparently 
and we can get into that maybe at the end is you know there's all this all these conspiracy theories about what the movie was and how it was way longer and how much jj was like hamstrung with what he was trying to do and and one of the things they talked about was that there was going to be way more way more context around finn's force sensitivity including the reason why he was able to do certain things in that you know third act was because mm. of that. And like yeah. BB-8 wasn't going to be the one who hotwired the shit or whatever. <laughs> he was going to just do it with his fucking yeah. mind. So so there, there there, was somewhat of a plan there, but you're right. I don't think it was set in, in stone or in, in motion enough in the first one to kind of carry there. Or but in I, the second one. So it sort of just come, it yeah. sort of comes on here at the end, which I guess is fine. Um, you On my – can we uh, work the battle oh, yeah. a little bit more? Here we go. Luke's ghost. I, fuck, I love Luke. Luke. I thought Luke was great. Mm-hmm. And this is the Luke we needed. This is the Luke we deserved. But when he sits down and tell her, tell her, tells her that Leia and I knew you were a Palpatine, I was like, "Oh no, you didn't! Oh come on, oh, no." Well, that's so. Yeah, there's a, there's many things that can spring from that. One being <laughs> what? Like, how did you you knew that all along? And you, no. you know, but there's also the maybe he's doing that thing where like you know you're from a certain perspective, look, <laughs> from a certain point of view. Or or you're looked on as the wise old sage, and you're like, oh, oh no, we totally knew that. Yeah, Leia and I both knew you were a Palpatine. <laughs> we always knew. Oh, you already really? stole my thunder because I was going to say, couldn't speaking of the retconning, couldn't weren't Ray's parents actually no one from a certain point of view? Yeah, exactly. They were. They were. <laughs> they were, they were the son of, of the 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 Chancellor of from Naboo. Who didn't yeah. accept? Who didn't accept their role in the galaxy? So they became no one because they were disowned. <laughs> So stupid. This leads to a couple things. One is... I don't, you can't examine the Palpatine family thing without like the whole thing breaking down. No, I know. I want to get into that a little bit, though. Okay. So two okay. things. One, and the second thing we'll talk about is, should Palpatine have been in this at all? But the first one is, let's get into how this works logistically. So is he... Does this mean he boned down with somebody prior to turning all gross and nasty or after? No, before. He was, a, he was just a citizen of Naboo who had a wife on Naboo and children on Naboo, but he was serving in the Galactic Center. I could totally buy this. I could but the, totally but the buy gap this. is bigger than you think. It's 60... Yeah, it's 60, 60 plus years. years. He 60 would be like... Years. He would be like... If you look, it's he would be like 110 years old in this movie. Probably. That sounds about right. Yeah. So she's only 20? Well, let's There's see. There's a 100 year gap between them or 90 year gap between them, you know? Yeah, if you work That's it back, big. let's say she's 20... I told you five. you can't do this. <laughs> He was he was he was doing like a did, did Michael Douglas have kids like who is it? She was twenty, yeah. I mean, he was like seventy when no. he had kids. <laughs> it's hard. You 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 have to gloss over that. You have to hand totally. wave that a little bit. Yeah, but, you do. But it's but you know it's like he became the Grand Chancellor. He becomes the Emperor. His son or daughter was it? Did he say it was his son? That's I think we were to assume it's his son. It's yeah. his son, and then they 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 freak out. They go, "Oh shit, he's a dark lord of the grand dad's a dark lord of the Sith. How come I never do this?" Yeah, and then and then he they get freaked out, and they they drop their kid on Jakku, and then they race off. They get right. caught by the they get caught by the Sith loyalist Chester Copperpot. Chester Copperpot, <laughs> who, who who finds them and tortures them and kills them, yeah, and then takes their ship and and leaves it on uh, on Pasana. With a dagger. Uh, well, now I need a lot. I want to see like a Netflix series about um, the Palpatines. Like, 
It's very white. It'll be a comedy. Gee, you're, you're something yeah. going on with your complexion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, believe me, he he offs. He he probably hunts down and kills his whole family after he becomes the emperor. It's probably what the deal is. I would think so, but I think a dark comedy on that would be great. The Palpatines, yes. just like with some hokey ding 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 yeah. song. His <laughs> wife slowly like wondering why he's being so evasive while he's at work. You're spending so much time at work, Sheev. <laughs> <laughs> you're not here. We're here with Brian again, again with the robes. What's with the robes <laughs> don't worry about it uh but you yes know in that, general that queen she trusts you and i just right. seem like you're treating her like shit right we need you back on the boo i'm like oh god <laughs> yeah i wanted to know but i want to ask you about the whole palpatine thing as far as bringing him back because i think to a degree jj was like so i introduced this guy snoke and you fucking killed him in the second one thanks or, now what am or, i supposed or to or do he was just shitty and yeah. so they hand wave snoke well that that really that really throws a so a wet blanket on episodes eight, <laughs> seven totally. and eight. He's like, okay. I mean, he could have been the big bad all along. We could have had Richard E. Grant as the head of the first order all mm-hmm. along. We could have had Kylo as this upstart wannabe Darth Vader who's getting his ass handed to him left and right by Richard E. Grant for two and a half movies. Yes. Right. I mean, like, this, I, I would mean, actually a, like to watch. This is an easy fix. This is an easy fix. And then, of course, you know, and then, of course, Richard E. Grant is talking with people. Yeah. here and there that like whispers you know what i mean those kind of things like he's getting his direction from somebody but who mm-hmm. it would have been badass too if like over the course of the three movies his ex- uh, his uh, appearances started to shift like if he was a sith and he was yeah. like a normal dude then as he even... sort of seizes more and more power like he starts to look weird and everybody's <laughs> like what's going on with this guy <laughs> he doesn't even need to be a sith he just has to be the most loyal of admirals post post imperial post empire right like, uh, if finn can be a jedi then i don't know right, right right exactly exactly um let's see well i oh, mentioned wait, wait. chester copperpot can we talk about the fact that like the the sith lord couldn't get out of the caves but they just you know <laughs> he's stuck here forever he wasn't a sith lord he was a sith loyalist oh, okay. he was a sith loyalist gotcha. and a jedi hunter Gotcha. Je- yeah, he was a bounty oh, yes. hunter. One of these Sith assassins. Yes, but Chester, he was definitely Chester Copperpot, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his and, name. I just, it's Sith Chester right. Copperpot. It yeah, might as well be. It, he does have a name. But uh, And the other thing was, wasn't Luke's X-Wing inoperable? Isn't that what the whole point of him like throwing it into the ocean was? Didn't he make his door what, in Last Jedi? Isn't, his, isn't the door to his hut like a piece of the X-Wing? Oh, I don't I remember believe. that piece. I just it remember is. seeing it underwater. It is. He's, I remember he's, being mad that we didn't get a payoff from seeing it underwater the first time. Yeah. So I was really actually pretty happy. I, I was like, that, yes, finally. Right. The the best thing would have been to like never see the X-Wing at all and then have him raise it out of the fucking ocean just yes. hey, here's an X-Wing for you. Yeah. Yeah. But I, the, I did like that scene. scene still. I mean the the matching music from Empire when Yoda does it, it got mm-hmm. me. Yeah. That gave me some goosebumps there. It was good stuff. Yeah. It was um, good, uh, good good it was a good move. We're obviously running extremely long. Oh, it's uh, fine. Can I say one quick thing too yeah. about so I mean did you feel like the Palpatine thing was okay? Like you guys in the end are fine with it? Because I think that's what a lot of people were complaining about was you, uh, Ryan Johnson set up this whole, she's nobody thing. And then with the, with the point being that it can come from anywhere instead of going, God damn it. It's from this damn family again. Why does it yeah. always have to be from one of these families versus saying, you know what? It can come from anywhere. Now broom boy is just brushed aside. Right. And, and because I think going in, I felt okay with her being nobody. And at first the Palpatine thing, I was like, why did you have to, tie it back in the end when i watched it a second time i kind of it more motivations become more clear because she's got that lineage mm-hmm. so i i was okay with it but my first run through i was kind of like i don't think i liked that that's the way they went you have to you have 
he was the only place they had left to go, to be yeah, honest with you, to probably. end this in a way that was satisfying. I was having a discussion with my nephew over at, around Thanksgiving about how I think it was going to work out. And I actually worked it out pretty closely. And I just because after you hear the Palpatine laugh and stuff like that in the in those early trailers, mm-hmm. I'm like she's a Palpatine. There's like the only way this works out is if she's a Palpatine. And and like I said, they painted themselves into a corner and then just said, well, our big bad Snoke is died like a bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, Hux is not. We haven't set up Hux to be any sort of fo- like foil on a gr- epic scale. We can't we introduce need, a brand new. We can't introduce guy, a brand new somebody. Yeah, whatever. We needed Palpatine, and I yeah. and they put him into play, and I think they did a good job with him. I mean, as best like I said, they they threw all the pieces onto the table and said, "What do we got here? What can we make?" Yeah. And and I think that's I think that was the best choice they could have made. I know you want to go to the next segment, but I have one more small problem I want to mention. Okay. And it's a problem I have with most Star Wars movies, and that is the concept of time. Because in a new I know this is nitpicky. In a new hope, I just got done telling you don't worry about this <laughs> jumping, the skipping. In a new hope, it's like the rebel base will be in range in ten minutes and they're still fucking taking off. You're telling right. me they got there and knocked all that shit out in ten minutes? Yeah. Hyperspace. Yes. Then you go, then you go, The Last Jedi, and you got the slowest freaking space chase ever. It gives them time to go off to the casino place and come back, right. and she's training. In this one, it's even worse because they're like, they said either at some point it was 16 or 18 hours till the final order, and they yeah. did all that stuff in that amount of time. Not to right. mention Lando and Chewie, they're like, hey, can you go off and round up a million ships in like 30 <laughs> minutes? And they're like, done. Well, we get, I don't think we they went to it. everyone's house. <laughs> well, how did they drag them all there? Nobody they showed up to the crate, man. Right? They went up to inner. They went they up. They went hope. to the inner. The inner plant. The inner core. They went to the core planets, and then they, like I don't know, rallied them all, and they all had to make it through the, that crazy little maze to get to to sure. whatever the name of that place is. Yes. Yes. They do a terrible job with time. I just, agree. just don't yeah. say the time. Yeah, just don't just say, say it. this I, shit is imminent. It's coming. Like they're right. gonna do this any minute now. We gotta, we gotta get on it. Don't say a specific time frame. It always bothers me. Anyway. Well, like I said, I hated the uh, Zori character. Um, I thought it was distracting and stupid. I agree that we needed the Poe backstory, but at the same time, um, I thought the whole thing was trash and mm. was uh, yeah. very irritated when she showed up again at the end, like when it had been telegraphed that she had died earlier, and then show oh, she's no, she's fine. It's fine. The whole planet got blown up, but somehow she's fine. <laughs> Very much a Star Wars-esque thing, like with the over the intercom. Hey! Like, you know, familiar you voice. No, you you're can't, back. You can't, you can't kill the hottest helmet girl in the galaxy. Whatever. <laughs> Stupid. First, um, uh, the, nitpicks, speak- nitpicks. The direction was weird. Uh, you said it was better, like looked more like the other movies. I don't know. I thought in Star Wars we're used to really used to getting like conversational either two shots, three shots, and there was a lot of really one-shot close-ups, at least in the first half of this movie, and it was actually distracting. I was like, why am I so close to your face? This is not that kind of movie. Mm -hmm. Well, I think part of that, too, was the fact that I have, you know, a lot of sensitivity toward the way they had to try to use Leia but Mm -hmm. and Carrie Fisher, but there were times where it felt like they put, you know, there's, like, life-size cardboard cutout, like, you know, NBA players yeah. that you can get. Yeah. At times, uh-huh. it felt like that. Like she just all of a sudden was inserted into a scene, and maybe it was just because I knew that's right. what they had to do. Yeah. But there were some that were really disjointed, where it was like, "Ooh, this is a rough dialogue." Yeah, and you can tell, and you can tell, like when, you know, from behind, like that wasn't her, and all these other things. But I think they did a good job of re- reanimating. It was her decent. And- the very first time she turns around, though, I was like, "Ugh!" Like I was visibly <laughs> shaken by the uncanny yeah. valley. And of course, and of course, the whole. You know, Luke trained Leia mm-hmm. successfully as a Jedi. Oh boy, um, arms are up. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes. And so then she took up race. She could be doing a little more than that. Huh? Yeah, I just. Yeah, but she. But after she completed her training, she put it away. She put the. She put the. Yeah, she put her lightsaber away because she knew that someone would come for it someday. I'm like, okay. Yeah, she saw her. She saw her future. Boy, someone doesn't <laughs> yeah. like that very much. You know, like again, it. again, very convenient. This whole Leia as a Jedi thing has been mishandled. I really actually like, like it. No, I like the fact that, but they that they mishandled the whole oh, telling the, of the, her Jedi from the tale. Get-go. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a mess. And then, and then Chewie getting Han's medal made me. Oh, angry. Oh, I like that part. You did? I like that Chewie finally got his medal. No, that that's Han's medal. Specifically yeah, Han's, Han's medal. medal? Well, I mean, I know Han's, it's the same medal. Uh, yeah, it's like he... Why does that bother you? I don't know. Chewie should have got his own goddamn medal. Well, but that disappearing <laughs> dice didn't show up again. But the nice thing is, then he gets the one that from his friend that he sorely yes. misses. Something it, built up, that bond built up in the movie Solo, yes. Chris, that you shit on all the time. <laughs> but what I'm telling don't you bring, is... Don't bring Solo into this. <laughs> I like the fact that they made it his medal because it's like, this is a thing to remember your friend by. And by the way, when, when she... When they find out she dies and Chewie, and Chewie loses his fucking mind. Yeah, that's great. Ooh, that got me. Because it yeah. was like, it just felt like there was a lot behind that moment. And, I, and he talked about it to the actor and just said, you know, it felt real because yeah. she you know, legitimately died. And so I just thought that was really well done the way they, they did that scene. Because he basically was like, I fucking lost another one. Like, right. <laughs> well, Chewie, Chewie's old too. So he's yeah. lost all his friends. Exactly. In the, in the, over the course of these nine movies, he's lost all of his friends. But yep. I don't know. What do you think All of right. the kiss at the end? Oh, sorry. Do we need to move on? No, I was going to say there's no point in moving on at this point. Okay. We've okay. been in this segment for like 25 minutes. We might I'm as well sorry. just wrap up I, the, right. the review. No, like, I okay. always ruin no. your your. No, it's show. fine. So, it's really no problem. So, okay. So if we're gonna if we're gonna jump off from here, I do have something that I've been thinking about that I wanted to share. Yes. In terms of this whole how this whole thing should have been handled. Hold on. Two things more, real quick. Okay. One, right. did Go you on. think the kiss was too cheese ball and ridiculous? No, I liked it. I think it, I think they earned it. I think she she found Ben and 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 um and he gave her what he had left so that she could live. I liked it. Ty. Uh, um I hated it at first. I don't No, I didn't I I just never felt like they were attracted to each other. But they had those moments. Yeah, Cost- but I never felt romantic. So yeah. like it was weird. I was like, oh, you're kind of well, grossed out set, by the whole she thing. She sets it up. She she says set it up. She says I would have taken. I wanted to take Ben's hand. Yeah, I right. know, but it seemed like it was more about sort of their joined at the four. Like, I don't know the it, dyad. <laughs> There's well, a guy out of the well, and I mean the fact that they just kept he kept popping into her world and like you know and he's grabbing the beads and then he's she's in his quarters. By the way, I thought when he walked when she went into his quarters, I was really wanting there to be like millions of pictures of her <laughs> <laughs> and then like in like an action shot of Darth, like yeah <laughs> well you know what chris i think since you clearly have a wrap up here that we're going to get to i think i got a couple of odds and ends to touch on and then we can throw it to your sort of how we should have handled this to to move forward but um uh i know that chewie is the mechanic but it was particularly noticeable to me that no matter now who pilots the falcon they always just leave him behind like hey fix that shit we gotta go do some other stuff <laughs> Like, hey, like, rude. How much time do you have to spend with Chewie before you can speak his language? Because you don't ever speak it back to him. You just speak English, and he understands. Uh-huh. He understands right. English. Um, but how, like, well, both- one guy spoke back to him. <laughs> in Solo. <laughs> That's right. But both Ray and Poe can understand him in this movie. 
Um, and then I just, I can't, uh, can't wrap up the review without at least touching on, um, the fact that the scene between Lando and Ray, where Lando says, give Leia my love. And she's like, give it to her yourself. And I'm like, Oh God, (laughs) take it easy. Aggressive. (laughs) You don't want Lando, you don't want Lando giving her anything. No. Colt 45. <laughs> right. I realized this is like a, it was like out of a Chekhov's gun, Chekhov's gun thing for Lando's return at the end. Like yeah, he has right. to come back. Mm-hmm. I get why they yeah. did that, but it just seemed like the delivery is like, hey, make it like when you see her, you're going to have sex. You know, Han's dead. It's your big chance. Yeah, right. You've been waiting. <laughs> You've been hitting on her since the moment you saw her. So <laughs> it's your turn. He, he's a smoothie. He can't turn that shit off. Right. That right. stuff he's, flows through his veins. Yeah. I, I, I uh, and they only, they, I love the wedge scene. Just just one line. You dusted Wedge like off it. for that one quick line. Love to yeah. see Wedge. It was nice. It was. By nice the way, he was, he was there. what did you guys think of the whole Rose thing in general? Because it's become a big controversy about how they wrote her out. I know we talked about Dominic Monaghan should have given his lines to her, but uh, well, I think the writers belong, she didn't belong in this movie anyway. I mean, her character's so bad in Last Jedi that I I was fine with it. It's. I mean, yeah. A lot of people. The writers basically said we needed somebody kind of tethered to Leia to be kind of the Leia person and that's what mm-hmm. she was and I guess there were other scenes that they ended up cutting that she was in and having conversations with Leia and stuff in the second movie I actually understood her presence in the sense that they needed to show us um, someone from the resistance that was not one of the main characters that was bought in because there's a lot of scenes like that with um, in the first few movies where there's just all these fighters and they're clearly bought in and they like you, you get some reasoning behind it so I understand why she's in the second movie I don't understand why you write her out other than to specifically service the people who complained about it yeah it could I can't be. believe go ahead well I was just gonna say nobody cares that Ma's got fucking no run in the second episode I mean she gets a little <laughs> bit in the third I actually really liked her character in the first one I was kind of pissed off the way they handled her in the second one so her scene nobody... in the second one is the worst one of the worst scenes in the movie it's yeah, like she's just a hologram she's what's just a hologram what's going on with the camera angle well and why'd you even bother <laughs> right like just don't even have her no, in the movie I guess yeah, why, have, why have any why have no. any Ma's in the second movie. It doesn't yeah, make any sense. I liked, I liked that they brought her back for the third one, though. Yeah. I can't believe we've made it this far without Chris complaining about pulling objects through force You know what? We needed it. I mean, they set it up, and we needed it for the last... We needed... We it did pay it off. For the last, it, we needed it for the last um, lightsaber fight, yeah. which was hugely entertaining that mm-hmm. he just fucking pones the Knights of Red. Like, oh. He just thrashes them up and down, which, is, which was great. Was that Good scene job. where he impales the dude from behind supposed to be just like that vision she has in Maz's castle where she sees... You remember that? Remember she has uh, that that crazy yeah. scene where there's that montage of images and everybody's talking to her? Oh, and by the way, I'm going to sidebar just for a second. I do like the way they handled the Jedi voices. I, I heard a rumor that at one point there were going to actually be all these Force ghosts. Uh-huh. And they instead just decided to go with the voices. I thought they handled that well. I thought, I thought just doing good. the voices was way more impactful. Having all those fucking ghosts in there would have just been... Luke was enough as a force ghost. I thought that yeah. was cool. And you heard a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it was like every Jedi from every from the cartoons, from all the movies. It was yeah. everybody. It was pretty no, cool. That's great. I thought that was a nice tribute to the to the to the history of Star Wars up to this point. Totally. Uh, well, you guys like the ending. I'm just going to point out before we move on to the Chris's rework. I thought that Ray Skywalker was terrible. Oh, the very last. I one? hated it. Was well, she supposed to say Ray it. Hitler? She have to say. <laughs> I don't. I just. I don't know. I hated it. Like, just own it. You think Ray? My name is Ray Fett. <laughs> she says Ray Palpatine. That woman's gonna spit on her. 
<laughs> and it also is supposed to be representative of the fact that she didn't feel like she was part of that family. She felt like she was part of the Skywalker no, I family. I get it. I get it. I hated it. You just didn't like it. <laughs> I was like, no, no, you're not. That was just my reaction. I was like, gold no. lightsaber, yellow, uh, what, uh, blue and uh, blue and yellow make green. Is there a blue, yellow make green? Uh, I would have liked it if can she we, even can seen we, them uh, and everything it said that? and just said, just Ray. Right. Oh, stuck yeah, with that line. Just own well, it, and then the we can move on. Well, it's Skywalker. You have to pay off the title of the film. Yeah, my assumption there was that it was we were talking yeah. about uh, Ben. There are, new, there are new Skywalkers, and they all they start they start. Well, don't forget that Anakin is back Jesus. on Tatooine. <laughs> don't forget <laughs> the right. canon he, is, is that An- yes. Anakin is a, is a uh, he is the virgin immaculate cl- uh, conception. See, if they would have brought Anakin back as a Force ghost, I would not have been pleased. Hayden no, Christensen's greasy hair. Yeah, no. Well, thanks. you got to hear you got to hear his voice, which was nice, and that was fine. That was perfectly, <laughs> that was, perfectly that was good. Enough. Didn't that need to hear funny. any more than that. All right, here's all right. Should I jump into my rework? Sure, tell us. All right. I realized after some thought that really what what they gave us was the Wizard of Oz. Hmm. We have a country girl, and she she tries to give the Scarecrow a brain, which is Poe. She gives the Tin Man a heart, which is Kylo, and she gives the Lion Courage, which is Finn. Mm-hmm. And they have this thing together, right? And BB-8 she finds- is Toto? Or- <laughs> yeah, BB-8 is Toto. <laughs> <laughs> she finds a wizard okay. who considers himself a fake, and she redeems him because he really does have, he really is not a fake wizard. He is the, he is the wizard. And then she flies off to find the Wicked Witch. Palpatine, who she then kills, <laughs> right? Okay. So, so it recurs to me that this 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 movie is the Wizard of Oz. It, it's very bones. Now, if you work if you work in this concept, if this this sort of classic movie formula, you can carve off tons of this bullshit, like the Canto Bite thing. You can, like, you know, you know, it 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 uh, it informs Ray and Luke's interactions. I mean, yeah. it does. There's all and. You know, if Luke, you know, lets her into his world a little bit and then says, I'm trying to solve this mystery, this Palpatine mystery, but I haven't figured it out. And then, you know, the big reveal at the end of The Last Jedi is they get close and like she's a Palpatine. And because she's a Palpatine, which they reveal at the end of the second movie, Luke dies. <laughs> Wouldn't that be? I mean, and then that sets that would set Ray off onto into The Rise of Skywalker with something right like a, a real a real motivation to like say i can't believe i got him killed and now i have to make all this right hmm. and i have to i have to get my scarecrow i need my tin man and i and i need my and i need my cowardly lion and i need to make this whole thing right and so, i and as i sat and I, as i thought through this i thought this is if if this is what we're going to do it it really you could, you tighten up the whole three movie set by just saying, "This is these are the bones we're building on." Except you know it's obvious they're just making shit up as they go along. But 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 that's what I got. That's what I that's what I that's what I sussed out of this after a couple of viewings and some thoughts. That's an interesting theory. A couple questions. One: If you play Pink Floyd during the movie, will it match up? <laughs> Ideally, <laughs> Ideally, it would. Two. So is the Wicked Witch of the East? Is that Snoke then, or Hux? Who would that no, be? he's not even there. There's no Snoke. <laughs> it's Leia. There's no. I no, mean, Leia is the is Glenda. Glenda the Good Witch. Of the oh, North. the Wicked. Sorry, yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, the, the, the Wicked East, Witch the one who, yeah. who gets the house landed. Yeah, on. I mean, so yeah, there's Snoke. a whole. I mean, they've made. I mean, they I, intentionally or not. 
I feel like they've made I feel like they've made the Wizard of Oz. So um I think you might as well just play the play your cards. I mean, again, it tightens the whole thing up. And again, we don't need Snoke. I mean, Luke's already trying to apparently trying to find he spent his all these all these years trying to suss out this mystery right of where Exegol is and all this other stuff. Like why doesn't if you think this all through from you know again if 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 these great ideas from the end were actually thought of before they started then you would have something you would have you would have a you would have a way to get Luke involved more as opposed to just moping around on his island mm-hmm. and and it would i think it would be ultimately more satisfying without having to really change much of anything i mean you know kylo can still kill han i mean like you can still make all these things happen uh-huh. Um, and come out with the exact same ending, but the threads need to the, the threads need to carry all the way through the move, through the trilogy. And I just don't think they they're 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 ultimately unsuccessful in doing that. Although they are very successful in giving me a, 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 an end movie that I really really enjoyed. Yeah, it was it was okay. Well, I think I think the thing that I keep coming back to is just that there is no like Kevin Feige for the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And there mm-hmm. needs to be. Yeah. And I think that you could be a combination of people. Um, there's that Pablo Hidalgo guy. There's um, Dave Filoni, who's done, who's basically like George Lucas's, you know, whatever, sidekick. And then there's Favreau. And I think between all those guys, I know you're going to have some trepidation with Favreau, but between those guys, I think you could form something that it's like, hey, you know what? We're not going to make all these TV series and all these movies without at least some sort of tie to each other at least some sort of general principles that guide it instead of just kind of going off willy-nilly and making your own show and going well what the fuck we, well, we kind of knew what was going on yeah well the mandalorian's excellent i think they i mean i think the look and feel of the mandalorian is terrific i feel it really feels like like it's happening in in the star wars universe and i think that's a tribute to favreau like yeah. i said like i said i just I, i'm always baffled by the fact that it's obvious to me that they've been making this up as they go along, and it just blows my mind that 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 you would spend five hundred plus million, half a billion dollars of movie making budget, and not know where you're going to end up, like from start to finish. Yeah. It just, I don't understand. I don't understand how you. Why would why would you do it? Why would you? Do they want to? They want to make movies, get reaction, and then then change tack based on fan reaction. It's right. just, it just doesn't make sense to me. I just don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, they lived plan. through lost. I didn't need to have that be part of my star Wars experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything other, anything other prescient thoughts to add to the star Wars? No, I was going to say just to your point too. I think Mandalorian does do some of that. I know you haven't seen it yet, Ty, but it's got a lot of look and feel it's, it's mm-hmm. what is it? Eight episodes, right? It's probably yeah. like six really good episodes and two kind of, okay episodes yeah. one in particular where which involves a guy what's the guy's name calican that fucking dipshit that came out and started <laughs> ripping this movie and i was like dude you're the worst actor that's ever been in a star wars property and you're gonna rip this movie as the worst star wars movie of all time wait yeah. till you get to that guy ty he's a fucking okay. douchebag cool anyway <laughs> well speaking of fringe characters who i liked babu frick i really enjoyed and i didn't want to not mention him yep he's pretty sweet here. i did hate zori but i liked the babu frick character did that's you like crazy. dio that's crazy I'm sorry. Did you like Dio, the little uh, one wheeler? Sure, you know, the little whatever. robot. Well, yeah, no, I get it. Whatever. I thought when it, when they showed that in the build up, I thought, oh god, not another droid. Like we're just going to keep introducing these adorable little droids. But I thought that they didn't use they didn't overuse him, so that was fine. 
And again, going back to the human-cyborg relations, I mean, clearly you can beat a droid in a way that gives them, like, <laughs> mental issues. He had PTSD. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, thank you. That was voiced by JJ, by the All way. All right. I refer to it as Ronnie James Dio. Well, we hope you either enjoyed or didn't enjoy Star Wars Episode Nine. Please leave us your thoughts on the Twitters. But now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! All right, so we've been off for, uh, we took two weeks off, so we've been off for three weeks, so that means I have a whole bunch of dad jokes. Uh, As I mentioned, alluded to in previous episodes, I did get a new calendar. I will say that in the first week of the new calendar, um, first six days, in fact, I've already had two repeats from the former calendar. Really? Yeah, I think we're going to be light on content, but not this week. So good time (laughs) for running long, but here we go. Uh, some of these are still from Christmas time, so don't be surprised when you get some Santa Claus jokes. By the way, Chris, this just means you're going to have to start making seven of them yourself every week. Oh, Lord. No, we can shorten the segment. It's fine. Get that whiteboard out. <laughs> Dad, what rhymes with orange? No, it doesn't. Why don't you wear snow boots? Because they'll melt. What do snowmen do in their spare time? Blow just- each other. <laughs> Snow Jesus. blow each other. They just chill. Uh, uh. What do you use to determine if a burger is hot enough? A thermometer. Mm. Wow. What are cows' favorite party games? Musical chairs. God, God. We can't take our dog to the pond anymore because the ducks keep attacking him. That's what we get for having a purebred. I like that one. Did you hear the song about the tortilla? Actually, it's more of a rap. Oh, boy. Man. What do you call the fear of being trapped in a chimney? Santa claustrophobia? Just just claustrophobia. That's good. Santa claustrophobia, yeah. What does Santa call his wife at tax time? Oh, dear. I'm not touching that one. A dependent clause. (laughs) I got a universal remote for Christmas. This changes everything. (laughs) yeah you liked it (laughs) i like that one uh and then this is the last one from the 2019 calendar the year 2020 is going to be filled with so many puns about perfect vision i can see it now oh boy now a couple from the fresh bowl from the fresh box (laughs) (laughs) we're only halfway there (laughs) oh good lord three weeks buddy did you hear about and i cut some of these because they were repeats from previous shows so did you hear about the three bears who were competing for the same job it was a grisly competition between polar opposites, but in the end, one was way more qualified. <laughs> a for effort. A hat that's on a, a hat. On a hat. Uh, yeah, keep, that, keep, that's like they put a bunch of words in the board and like, how can I work this into a sentence? That was like the, the Russian nesting doll of shitty jokes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this one, I don't, this is, again, sometimes they're barely a joke here. So I'm sick and tired of all this astrology nonsense. Just yesterday, I went to the pet shop to, gas, to buy a goldfish, and the guy asked me if I wanted an aquarium. I told him I don't care what my fish's star sign is. Uh, wow. <laughs> that is a lot. That is a lot of words to get there. Right. And actually, I shortened that. It's a conversation. Like, I was oh, like, I'm not reading all this. Wow. Uh, I've been losing my memory, so I started taking ballet lessons. It keeps me on my toes. My little sister keeps annoying me with bird puns. Well, two can play at that game. I like this one. I saved it for last. All right. What do you call a cow with no hind legs? Sorry. What do you call a cow with no hind legs? Mm. An utter drag. Uh, Utter (laughs) drag. 
a lot like this segment. <laughs> oh, oh man! All right, I wrote. It. I did write one. All right, I wrote a couple. I only give you one because I got to. Apparently, I got to space this out a little bit. I can't just give you all my best material. Save them. Right. People think that I plagiarize these dad jokes, but those are their words, not mine. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, I got two if you want, and they're Star Wars related. Hey, All right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Okay. What do you call a Sarlacc pit that only speaks in ironic mockery? A sarcasm. <laughs> Why do stormtroopers listen to Megan Trainer? Because they're oh. all about that base, about that base. No rebels. <laughs> <laughs> This will be Matt's last appearance. Yeah, on the two on three box. Well, it was a lot of like, what's Jabba the Hutt's middle name? The. There's a lot of that kind of shit. Uh, I like how you went for it on the on the Mega Trader. Yeah, you sang it. Oh yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Gotta like, sell it. God, God bless you. Okay, let's go to the overtime. Overtime. All right, it is late, and we, uh, we're we going to talk a little bit. Well, the first thing, Chris, you alluded to this at the top, uh, the idea of having a planned story and how well you can pay off each and every setup if you know what you're doing going in. Right. And how great. I know we, we talked about talking about The Watchmen in previous episodes, and I was like, do we really have anything to say that's not just gushing? I don't know. All I have to say are gushing things about it. I mean, every, nothing's perfect, but... I mean, this is this is this is what happens when somebody understands a property and somebody has a plan, and somebody's not afraid to show their penis on television. I mean, these are <laughs> wait these what are the things that these are the things that the Watchmen provides us. I was drawn off there for a second, and then I heard penis, and I'm right back. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this is this is I. Everyone's great. You should watch it if you have if you have a passing interest or if you if you're familiar at all with the Watchmen property. It is a really great sequel and all the performances are great and i'd even and say that if you didn't like the movie but it was the material if you looked if you saw the movie and you're like there was something there but they didn't quite get it for me because that's kind of how i felt about the movie yeah. like i really liked this but i also right. didn't like it and and how good is gene smart in amazing stupid i mean she's amazing yeah anyway. she's really good in legion too a show nobody watched yeah I mean, it, it kind of made me want to make out with Gene Smart. And how old is Gene Smart? I mean, let's get her on the list. Let's get her on the list of of oldest women that I I would make out with because she's got a she's got a thing happening. Sixty eight. You, you have designs on a woman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she is sixty eight. She's from Seattle. Sixty eight years old. Well, there we go. I think uh, let's get her on the list. <laughs> let's get she's her on the list. Her, uh, call her up and let her know she's on. <laughs> Oh, she'll be she'll be thrilled. <laughs> That's very official. Like we have we've to got a buddy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Put her on the list. Oh well, shit! She so, went to UW. Really? Yeah. There you go. go. Dogs. There you go. So uh, I also am going to recommend um, Lost in Space if you have it uh, on Netflix. Both series. Uh, they I binged out season two, and again, it's just terrific. It's terrific sci-fi fantasy. For people who like it, and I grew up watching old reruns of Lost in Space, where the robot had to have a ramp to go everywhere. <laughs> so they fixed that, but the uh, it's got a really f- good family dynamic, and I think it's really and and season two brought me to tears more than more than a few times. It's I, good to I know because great. I watched all of season one. Um, I really enjoyed like the first third of it. And then kind of got bored with the the, the back half of the first season. 
where it didn't which seem I like, get yeah. which I get they sort of got into the rut of okay now we have a show and it, it got it started to get the feel of every other show that does 20 episodes not that they did 20 episodes but you know what I mean when they didn't necessarily have an arc planned it was just sort mm-hmm. of let's set it up and then start making shows in this in this world um, so I, I didn't really stay with it and so when season two came out I hadn't been um, motivated to watch it but thank you for the endorsement I'll definitely go check it out but yeah. not until I am done with the Witcher <laughs> which I can't tell you is good but it is very entertaining. I watched the first 20 minutes of it and I the first thing I thought to myself was the fuck Cavill gave up Superman to yes. do this yeah. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It is so disappointing on so many levels. Anyway, I I maybe I'll pick it up again as is but I'm just like, oh. Well, if when you watched Game of Thrones you were a big fan of the end popping up before the, the show started, <laughs> The Witcher is for you. <laughs> There's just an obscene amount of, of breasts involved in The Witcher. No, yeah. no, no penis know. like in The Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Watchmen's all about the penis. Well, Did you know that he didn't know when they started filming? What, show your doc, that Dr. Manhattan would have to walk around with his, his yang out? That guy didn't know. That actor did not know that he was going to be revealed as Dr. Manhattan. Oh. Spoiler alert. No, but that's yeah. okay. I just said that actor. I didn't say who it was. <laughs> Anyway, the uh, so yes, uh, I'm also I'm also in the middle of um, his Dark Materials, mm. which I'm gonna watch before I watch the fucking Witcher. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, but so as a his Dark Materials book reader, um, the show is fine. It's just it it it's flat because it's missing some of the key emotional stakes that come from the books because they don't yeah. take the time to explore some of the more nuanced Shh. concepts of the the human demon relationship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I can't decide whether I'm hot for Ruth Wilson or not. I'm, 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 I'm it's a ringing endorsement there. I'm back, I'm back and forth. Now sometimes it's like yeah, and then sometimes like I'm no, and then sometimes it's yeah, and then sometimes it's oh, I don't know. No, uh, anyway. all I mean, it's neither here nor there. I don't care whether or not you find her attractive or not. But all I can sure think you when do. I'm looking at her is <laughs> what's going on with her mouth and why is it like that? Why, why is she? <laughs> wow, I don't know. I don't. Know. I kind of, I kind of have a thing for, and that I sure. don't have a thing that I have a thing for. It's, I would say she's better at playing that role than um, Nicole Kidman was in the movie. No, oh, well, I didn't even watch the Golden Compass. So. You don't need to. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, have you seen uh, any of those shows? That was my, that's my uh, that's my holiday watching list. Nice. Did you ask me a question? Sorry, Todd. Yeah, was it, have you seen any of those shows that we've talked about there? No, you know it's funny because I sit here and I think I stopped podcasting. These guys are watching a million shows and still doing a show. How? Do, how? What am I? I don't have time for. Well, we weren't podcasting for the last couple of weeks. So. That's true. You had time to do that. Yeah, I, I mean, aside from the Mandalorian, I, I'm so bad about watching uh, new streaming content. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we. It's hard for me and my lady friend to sit down and find time to watch shit together. Uh-huh. So it's usually something that just I want to watch myself. I mean, <laughs> we, we watched. What did we watch? What's that show in Portland? Uh, Stumptown. We watched Stumptown. Oh. <laughs> Oh God! Why would because you waste you know your what? time watching? Why would Here's you waste your time? Here's the thing. Why would you waste your time watching Stumptown when you could be watching Watchmen or The Witcher? <laughs> because I could be watching Dick. No, here's right. the thing, though. You you put a show in Portland. You're gonna. I'm gonna watch it for, at least for an episode oh. or two. Oh. So I watched it for an episode or two, and she's actually really good in the show. It's Agent Schmishma from yeah, Marvel. I know it's Kobe yeah. Smulders. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, right. Yeah, no thanks. The show is actually it's actually pretty entertaining. I'll say yeah. that. I and mean, for a network TV show. Yeah, it's not bad. So yeah. I watched that. Other than that, it's like a lot of catch up. I'm still on season two of uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that's a good I'm thing to watch. Did your dad turn you on to Stumptown? 
What? No. <laughs> hey, it's not. It, I remember the time I said something about oh god, years and years ago. But I blue said something bloods? about NCIS to yeah. Josh, and he goes, "What are you, Grandpa?" <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped talking about network television at that point. <laughs> right. I don't watch any network television. A couple nothing. years ago, at, at a softball game, uh, a friend who I respect <laughs> somehow brought up CSI, and I was like, "What? You're part of the problem." What are you doing? <laughs> uh, Probably watched all the properties too, all the CSI properties and oh NCIS man. properties. It's like all, oh, Jesus. All, all respect down the drain. All respect down the drain. Yeah, yeah. You stop watching stuff with your wife. You let her watch her own stuff. Like I let my There's, wife watch Handmaid's Tale. It's like you watched Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I'd watch that. And then I'm not going to watch that. And then I'm going to watch this instead. And then it's then you're fine. That's I know. A good I book. watch stuff together. I I. I just I need to find more time, but there's a there's a million shows. My Netflix like list is a freaking mile long, and I, I mean I don't know when I'm ever going to get to any of that. You just got to get focused on the bins. Like every time I turn on my TV to watch something, it's going to be it's going to yeah. be um, it's going to be his dark materials until that's over. Or get a vasectomy. That worked. Got a vasectomy. <laughs> watched a whole season of Stranger Things. Just <laughs> do that again. <laughs> I watched I watched Stranger Things with an ice pack on my balls. Did you It'll like, be like need the to make office. sure that you can touch yourself it. while you watch a show with children? Is that why you did that? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that all came about, but I just decided I'm going to plop down on the couch and watch this thing. Find out what all, all the fuss is about. There right. you go. There yeah. you have it. Anyway. Well, all right. Wrap That's the, our show. Wrap this up, wrap this up Tom. Wear, wear a condom, everybody. I was going to make another like, joke about how it's now legal to call someone a pedo guy. You, you saw that, right? That Elon won his lawsuit. Uh-uh. <laughs> you remember how he called the the Thai cave diver rescue yeah. guy a pedo yeah. guy? Yeah. So on the on like the strength of the nuance that he didn't actually say pedophile, that it was clear that he was oh. saying, I'm not accusing you of anything. It's not. Um, gotcha. Yeah. It's, I'm not actually slandering you. Uh, <laughs> I'm just calling you a pedo guy. That's a joke. That's a nice. Right. Thing. That's a nice. Spin. You're a pedo guy. Yeah. So it's okay for me to imply that you watch Stranger Things while you had your nuts on ice because you know you're just a pedo guy not a uh. pedophile <laughs> okay <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming on our show appreciate it as always thanks for having me <laughs> you can find me at reasons are <laughs> this whole this whole mock from the basement thing just went to hell uh. in a handbasket now it's now you got a new one now I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, that's not, that's not gonna stick, is it? <laughs> I hope MP, not. MPG, <laughs> Matt the Pedo guy. I am not changing my Twitter handle to that. No thanks. <laughs> Elon Musk called me a pedo guy. What you should change your name there. Oh, your man, handle too. <laughs> oh, all right. That's our show. <laughs> thanks to Matt for joining us to break down episode nine. We hope you enjoyed it. The movie, the show, the podcast. Uh, if you don't already, please subscribe and a review via your favorite podcast provider. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. And I really would like to hear from our listeners about what they thought about Star Wars. I, you know what? Never mind. I don't. Except via email, apparently, because <laughs> you're not going to read that. Send it to pedoguy at, <laughs> <laughs> at twoonthreepod.com. Well, and, we'll and Matt will answer, your, and Matt will answer you promptly. <laughs> hopefully we'll be back on the rails next week with... More pop culture life strategies and existentialism. <laughs> Until then, peace. When I'm all by-
came this 